Hi and welcome Hanging with the Oregon Homies and I'm Oscar and this is Frankie and of course that uh, you can hear us on Friday from 12.30 to 1 and also the Ashori Pizza on Sunday from 12.30 to 1. And today we're going to talk about one of my kind of favorite topics actually and that is what happens when white people go to Mexico. Um, I was pretty surprised Oscar when the first time Bill and I went to Mexico, um, I didn't realize then that we were going to an enclave that ha- uh, and, and, uh, of white people, both from Canada as well as from the U.S. In fact, they had settled there like 50 years before. And um, so everywhere we went, some people spoke English, some didn't, mm-hmm. um, and um, but I was surprised by, uh, mostly I was surprised by the, we went out and listened to some musicians, and they're Mexican musicians, right? But everybody's singing Creedence Clearwater Revival, (laughs) uh, Beatles, you know. No rancheritas. No. (laughs) And and I asked them, you know, why are you always doing, I mean, all the bars, all the, all the musicians were doing this. Why are you doing this? And they said, well, because we try to play, you know, Mexican music and nobody comes. But when we play, uh, you know, rock and roll from mm-hmm. the United States, everybody comes. They say, <laughs> so, you know, and there was the funny thing to me is there were some of the musicians that didn't speak English. So, but they knew all the words to the songs in English mm-hmm. and they had no idea what they were singing. But anyway, so what do you think about, about white people going to Mexico? Well, and it's kind of weird. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, that the first thing it is, if you're going to go to Mexico, make the effort to speak the language. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that One of the biggest things it is that uh, has Americans that we always expect them to be catered to. Yep. No matter what country we go to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that the other thing it is that when people go to Mexico, that they'll see that the Mexican people that are extremely friendly people. Yeah. And and also that uh, they are very patient people. Yeah. So for me, that the biggest thing, it's uh, it's just like when I was little, that when we would go to Fresnillo and uh, when we would go to Leon Zacatecas, that we would have to be speaking Spanish. Even though that we, that we were Americans, that we had to speak Spanish. Whenever that we went out to the stores, uh, wherever, that, that, wherever that we were, we had to speak in Spanish. And you actually get to see that the beauty that of Mexico and yeah. of uh, being out in the real portion of Mexico. And unfortunately, that many tourist areas like Mazatlan and Cancun, and then they, mm-hmm. you have uh, Puerto Peñasco and, mm-hmm. and all of these cities. And what happens is that uh, as Americans that we feel that we want to be safe. So yeah. we always have to go to these tourist areas. Right. 
And then that the other thing it is that when where they're there within these tourist areas, we that people don't make the effort to speak the language. That's right. That's right. And and what I found as I got to know some of the white people that were around, um, I discovered that white people were very critical of the culture within which they were they were taking advantage of really mm-hmm. in in many ways you know um like oh everything's so cheap here you know we can live so easily here um without a recognition of what that cost the real cost mm-hmm. to that community you know i was thinking about where we go in ahihik to visit my family um uh, the white people always live up in the hills and where the gates are and and, and um, they don't live down in town where people are or if they do live down in town then what's ha- then they're displacing local people mm-hmm. so the rents it are not that cheap yes for and anybody yes and uh, you're absolutely right you see now you see that when see that when an American starts to live there in Mexico, yes, for us, for our standards, and uh, when we think of currency, it uh, for us it doesn't seem expensive. Right. But but we have to take that that lens, and that we have to use the Mexican lens, right. and where we understand that things that are expensive. That the other thing, it is that uh, many that of these communities that are pushing out poor communities just to yeah. build these new homes that in order to bring in more tourists right. more dollars and and one of the biggest arguments that that I always keep hearing is my money is helping the economy right I'm helping really. people by living here yeah really but yeah. the question is wait so let's track where your money goes to that's right uh, most of those places that are usually uh, pr- uh, private firms, realtor companies, and uh, which hold at the money, mm-hmm. but yet at but yet that at the other end that that we paying the minimum amount that in order to staff it. Yeah. So, uh, see, and once again, that I ask, how are you helping the economy? Yeah, I, that's the thing I was really struck by was how 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 much things things may not cost much to us because we're always comparing it to our dollars mm-hmm. and and how and and how much we can spend you know for dinner and but by us coming with all of our money what we're doing is we're driving up the cost of food we're driving up the cost of rents we're driving up the cost of gas yeah. you name it Everything's getting more and more expensive. So my question has always been, how is this helping them by us ruining their economy after, you know, 50 years? Um, and and I, I, nobody ever had a really good answer for mm-hmm. that question. But it was really obvious to me that we were inflating that, that community's um, costs for their local people and so what happens is what happened here in the United States um, 
is that you had people that lived close to work in the cities, in the inner cities, but then white people wanted to do that so they didn't have to commute. And so then they pushed out poorer people who had to then live further and further and further away from where they work at. I mean, this is, there's, it's well documented, this has happened in Portland, it's mm -hmm. happened in every major city. And the same thing, so, so Americans are bringing our sense of economics mm -hmm. to Mexico. Um, one thing I kept hearing over and over again from white people, um, it, we'd hang out in the plazas, because I like to see daily life. I, I wanted to see how people lived. And white people would, would say, oh, you can get people to do anything you want here. You know, people will do anything. And there was an older guy that knew everybody. He might have been a real nice guy. I don't know, we didn't know him. But, uh, you know, every day he'd have people coming to him and he would, they would go get him food. Um, they would run errands for him. They would, you know, and, and I'm, I know that folks were thinking, oh, this is really great. Look at, he's giving them money. Well, they didn't need so much money before the white people came and raised the raised the economy, made the economy really out of bounds for mm -hmm. local people. And what I was always amazed by, and I'm not an insider and I don't speak Spanish, so what I was amazed by is everyone seems so willing to. Folks were so friendly, mm -hmm. Mexicans were so friendly and so nice to us and and so accommodating and but at one point I was wondering have we trained them this way because they know you know if they're really nice to us we'll we'll tip them more because we have ruined their economy you know which came first no and uh, you know what that Mexican people that they have always been uh, very friendly yeah yeah um, see See, and it's just like with me that when I would go at times like uh, to Chihuahua and uh, visit family members. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the uh, neighbors that were friendly, that if you go to the stores, uh, people that were always friendly, but they weren't catering to the mighty dollar. And so that's a thing. That's right. But see, and uh, they were always friendly. Uh, and so that's, see, and so that's one trait that I, when it comes towards Mexican people. And mm -hmm. the other thing, it, uh, and see, and the see, and the biggest thing in which we need to think about it is when that when you're in Mexico, you're not in America. That's right. You don't have the rights to say well that the customer that is always right. Yeah. And and one of the biggest thing is don't try to barter with yes. these people. Yes. And I was on some white people Facebook pages in Mexico and. There were a few people who would say, "Don't, mm -mm. don't do this. The 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 little bit of money you're saving is a lot of money for them, for them. Mm -hmm. And come on, so what if you spend five pesos more for you know whatever it is that you're buying? Which your is about see see see, and the five pesos more that you're talking about pennies, right? Pennies, pennies." But of That's course, right. see, but of course that we think that, see, and as Americans that we think that everything runs, runs of trying to barter. Yep. Yep. And well, <laughs> and we've been told they like to barter. They expect you to barter with them. That wasn't my experience. 
my experience was, no, this is how much I'm charging, and, and I really want you to pay this price. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I I didn't barter with people. If people said it was this much, that's mm-hmm. that's what I paid. And if it was if I thought it was too much, then I didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. You know. See, see, and uh, see, and uh, for me that whenever that I would go to Juarez, I would never barter that because that I know it's like hey, they, and see, and that this is a price in which they're selling it. Right. And so that see, and so that's a price and the first to pay. And of course, see, uh, see, and of going back towards that, see, and of going back that towards that, the economic point. Yeah. It, see, it's just like my mom sends that my uncle, and there's see, and there's times that where she might send them like three to four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. But, but the thing is that my mom knows it is it's better to to send them dollars that be see, and the ones they convert it to pesos. Right. It you see, it's more money for them. Right. It multiplies mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I, a friend of mine was talking uh, the other day. She had hired some folks to do some work for a certain dollar amount, and I think, and, and they didn't speak English. They had their little kid translating, and um, it reminded, and, and so it ended up they had kind of a conflict because it, it was more money than what they had thought they were paying. And I thought, you know, it reminded me the way that I got by because I have a hard time remembering real fast how to make how to how to read the, how to listen to the numbers mm-hmm. in Spanish. But a lot of people who didn't speak English had calculators, and they would put in the or would write down the numbers are the same. <laughs> You know, they don't change. The, an eight in English is an eight in Sp- you know, in Spanish. And so folks would write down the number something costs and then show it to me. And it was like, oh, okay, I, I can, you know, we can mm-hmm. do this. And um, so there's very simple solutions sometimes mm-hmm. for what looks like a tough problem. Um, s- there were also some people who spoke Spanish that, God, I wished I could have talked with. Uh, folks from professional folks from Guadalajara because Ajijic is so close to Guadalajara it's like 45 minutes if even that far and so it's where people would go to get out of the city in the summer because Lake Chapala is there which is a very beautiful lake um, the biggest lake in in uh, Mexico and um, and so there were all these professional people that I just, I wanted to get to know. I wanted to know what they did and and what was life like for them in Guadalajara. And um, and, and so it, it baffles me that white people go to Mexico and they're not interested, even in the folks that speak English, in mm-hmm. finding out about their lives and, 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 and what are the challenges and what are the joys and, and and so I've always thought that was sad that we go to Mexico to eat cheap, good food, to uh, you know get a get a, a cheap hotel room, you know, or to stay in some um, uh, cause a lot of problems, and then <laughs> yeah. Instead, it's all about oh, isn't it too bad? Look at how poor that child is. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know what their life's like. Having money isn't happiness, <laughs> you know. And and yes, 
you know, not every kid can go to school, and there were people that would help subsidize some of the kids. So not all the white people that go to Mexico, you know, are there just to take. There are people who do, who, who do want to give, but can we give enough to equal the damage we've already done to their economy and to their way of life? You know, I, 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 I don't know. So I always feel kind of guilty, and people laughed at me because... At this, uh, when when Trump was elected, I refused to go oh, to Mexico because I felt like it wasn't fair that I could cross the border. It felt like a privilege that I didn't want to take advantage of when I knew so many people, their babies were being taken away and all these horrible things were happening. And people did laugh and say, oh, Frankie, you know, you going to Mexico makes no difference. Well, for me, it did. And, and frankly, no, well, I haven't been back. Well, it does make a difference that because, and it's just like I told you that my the, the, my own experiences that are crossing yeah. back, yeah, that of uh, that of uh, going through uh, CBP, and uh, then that the problems in uh, which you get that from these agents, and it's just because you're brown, and uh, they uh, think, and uh, just because that they have a badge and uh, they're at the border, right. and uh, which they go there on their power trip, and it's just because. Oh, and uh, you're here right now that your rights that are suspended at the border. Right. And it's like, God, see? So this is what uh, this is what minorities have to go through when yeah. whenever that we're crossing back in uh, back into America. So there's so there's that. See, so that's see. So that's little tidbit that which no one that will see that it's I'm American and I'm supposed to think. Yeah. See, and uh, see, and to me that the other thing that it also uh, comes into uh, with Americans who moved it into Mexico, we always bring that our own political view mm-hmm. that of America. Uh, yeah. That without taking that the effort to learn yeah. what is going on that that within Mexican politics, and yeah. the other thing it is, uh, if you're in Mexico. It's another country. Yeah. It's a whole different set of laws in yeah. which you have to respect and abide to. That's right. That's exactly right. And and I think, well, and you know that Americans, and probably Canadians too, but Americans, I've read, often overstay their visas mm-hmm. and are often in Mexico illegally, and yet... There's, you know, deport them. There's deport no connection, them. huh? Deport them. Right, deport right? them. Well, and and my <laughs> sister found out that it was very that to be able to become uh, to stay in Mexico, you have to prove a pretty high monthly income to be mm-hmm. able to stay. Um, and so they were surprised by by that. Um, but we were watching these houses being built, and those these houses are incredibly beautiful. They're they're for the white community. They're very clear about that because they cost, you know, because of the price. But we figured out that these, you know, crew every day of ten workers, you know, we calculated how much their their labor costs, and the amount that that house really costs to build, which is nothing compared to getting a house built in the United mm-hmm. States. And so all these white people go, 
they they build these incredibly beautiful giant houses, you know, for next to nothing. Um, and then they find out that families are sick or they're sick, and then they're trying to sell them. Well, there's all these houses that are for sale that the locals can never Cannot buy mm -hmm. and never live in and wouldn't want to because they're up on the hill. The other thing that really um, upset me about going to Mexico was that in the gated communities, the only time you saw Mexicans were during the day and they were Providing services. working in the yard or they were cleaning the house. And, um, um, and then by sundown, they were gone. Now, of course, they wanted to go home to their family, so there's that. But there was always somebody at the gate. And mm -hmm. you never saw them after dark. And and uh, see, and this actually that reminds me that that one of the trainings that I had gone, and uh, this was in Beverly Hills, mm. and uh, this was at the uh, Jewish University, blah blah blah, there. Uh huh. Uh, and we had to go through a gated community. Oh. Yeah, and uh, for us that are going in and out, we see that we had to say that we were going out. And so that way that when we come back in, that we were allowed coming back in. So thinking about this same mentality mm -hmm. in Mexico, that what are tourists actually experiencing? Yeah. Nothing, because it's, it's just... It's like Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Yep. And yeah. uh, the other thing, it is here in America that we always hear, learn to speak English. That's right. You're not a real American. You're yep. an American now. Yep. But yeah. it, but in Mexico, Americans expect Mexicans to speak English. And it's That's like, right. hey, wait a minute. That's right. No, no, no. Ustedes hablan ahora en español. That's right. So. And, and actually, at least in the tourist towns, man, there's a lot of work for bilingual workers. Because uh, even just the few years that we've been in Ajijic, more and more the shopkeepers because that's how they survive mm -hmm. because they need more money to survive because the economy has been inflated and and so so it's this vicious cycle um but it, it was really an eye-opener to mm -hmm. me i don't know that if you read just this week and of last week that there was an american young lady uh in dubai and she was arrested. Hmm. And she was arrested for touching a security guard at the airport. Okay. And oh. see, see, and again, that we come there with this mentality is I am American and I have that all of these rights. Like, no, right. you're in a foreign country. That's right. You don't have that the same rights as you may have here in America. And so you have to abide by their laws. That's right. And in Mexico, the same mentality that the people think, oh, uh, just because that I, you know, just because that I'm American, that I should just like, no, 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 no I'm sorry, sweetheart, but you that's have right. to understand. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but that's not how it is. <laughs> yep. Um, there was there was so much to love about Mexico, um, and and so I met these people. Um, uh, we, we we got to know people really quick because we're musicians. And so there was this immediate connection. And um, I'm still Facebook friends with <laughs> some of the musicians, even though we haven't been there for, what, six years? 
Um, I'm still friends with them. And, um, um, oh God, what was I going to say? Um, it wasn't about music. Oh, oh, so one of the people that we got to know, uh, her husband's a drummer, and so that's how we got to know him. But uh, Anastasia, his wife, uh, and they're white people, um, she's a real estate agent. And the question we got asked over and over and over every time we go is, when are you moving? When are you moving here? Here, I can show you some houses. When are you moving here? And we said, well, we don't, we're not here. We're not moving here. <laughs> but it's the assumption because, and my sister told me this. This was crazy. People go there, and they just love it so much. They go back to the States, sell everything, <laughs> And move to Mexico without knowing anything about Mexico, mm -hmm. without knowing anything about where they are or the cultures or the any of it. Um, that just that just amazed us. That and, and we weren't going to do that. I mean, it's nice there. We loved it, it and we all go back. Um, but this notion, I mean, people just. I don't know what goes through people's minds. I guess they can, certainly their social security would go farther. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. And um, living, the cost of living is certainly less. Yes, but of course we have to remember that this is to American standards. Right, not to Mexican mm -hmm. standards, but to American standards. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh man, but... Uh See, see, and they're just of speaking about this, and it reminds me that of walking through El Mer, the, through the Mercado that in downtown Juarez. Yeah, and it's, and see, see, and it's really a, uh, it's a whole different world being I around bet. that. I bet. And do you miss it? I, I actually do, yeah. but uh, when I went home. I was just amazed that, that uh, just just within five years, yeah, how much both both cities have changed. Yeah. So you went to Juarez when you were there. No, it's not this time. And I just drove, but I could see how much that Juarez had and uh, had grown. Had grown, yeah, mm -hmm. built up, huh? Yep, yep. And and it is like I've told you, and I still hate that darn wall that it's right at the Rio Grande. <gasps> It's an ugly looking thing, and it's all rusty. It's always there. It's always there. <laughs> yep. And and it's kind of funny, and of uh, thinking that about that the wall. But when we were little, uh, that that my parents and I would take us that um, to Sonnen Park, New Mexico, and mm -hmm. then and then that the Rio Grande pa in the passes through there, and then that we would go and play in the Rio Grande. Wow. So, of so course. It <laughs> it's a river. Mm -hmm. It's just a river. And unfortunately, the rhetoric that we're hearing, even today and yesterday, you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy, you know, well, it's because Biden won't do anything about the border that, you know, <laughs> we can't pass X or do this or, you know, it's always the border. It's always blamed, you know, for everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, but we've talked a lot about the border and we'll continue to talk about the border because it is so integral to our reality. Mm -hmm. 
whether we live near the border or not, we're all assumed to be illegally crossing the border, whether we were born <laughs> or raised here or not. And um, we will continue to talk about those topics in the day, days to come. At this point, though, um, we're, I think we're going to wrap it up. And um, so we're not saying, to be clear, not to go to Mexico. No, no. It's uh, just go, but uh, step outside the uh, bubble there, right. where, there, where it's just at the tourists, and really yeah. step out to enjoy that the beauty that of Mexico. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, folks, you're listening to Frankie and Oscar hanging with the Oregon homies. Uh, check us out on your favorite podcast or on KYQ, and we always accept your gracious donations. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks.